We would like to acknowledge that this podcast was recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri and Boonwurrung people of the Kulin Nation. We value their cultures, identities, and continuing connection to country, waters, kin, and community. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. James. James. What? <laughs> James. Listen, this is important. A fresh okay. tech startup called Google would soon open its doors whilst Microsoft became the biggest company in the world. France would win the FIFA World Cup. Shane Warne and Mark War would confess to taking money from an Indian bookmaker whilst on tour. MTV would ce- uh, would debut Celebrity Deathmatch. NSYNC would release their first song. John Howard was re-elected thanks to preferences from One Nation. Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On debuts at Number one, you're into that, I know. Telstra was still government owned, and in netball, the Adelaide Thunderbirds defeated the Sydney Swifts 48 to 42. The year was 1998. I'm Rich. I'm James. And that's popcorn. Their behaviour's not good. Matter, stop you now, right there. <laughs> <laughs> the Swampies. One lamb kebab. Now, give me money. Tell me who sent you. Listen, mate, this is important. No, it's been told. Oh, survivors. I, I thought you were real. That's popcorn. That's popcorn. Hello everyone, uh, welcome yeah. to another episode of That's Peaked Microphone. Um, <laughs> hi all, welcome to That's Popcorn. I'm Rich, as I said in the introduction, or didn't, depending on which cut I, uh, <laughs> I took, <laughs> I committed to tape. Uh, how you going, James? I, I, I'm doing well, Richard. It's a, it's a big day. It is a big day. Uh, today, today, yeah. um, today we look at 1998. And we decide on the two films that we watch. And it's going to be very hard to decide. It's going to sneak a peek. And I, I'm, I'm not looking forward to having to make a decision. It's going to be, I think it's going to be really hard to, to decide because um, there's not really a lot to choose from. I mean, like the choices aren't great on either side of the aisle, I feel. Yeah, when when you sort of go back and think about 1998, movies isn't one of the things that that I think of as being, oh, yeah, that was a great year for movies. I think that might have been a great year for netball. <laughs> it was In, such a good year Indian for bookmakers. Like, it was a, <laughs> like that's, that's where my head goes first. Indian bookmakers, just netball as a whole. Celebrity deathmatch. And then sort of drifting away. I reckon movies is somewhere between, I don't know, culinary delights. I wonder what was out at, at the Mackie D's in 1998. What I mean, was it was, was pre-Google. So uh, if you wanted to watch a film, how do you, how do you find it? <laughs> how do you do anything? <laughs> how did anyone do anything? Oh, man. It's back in the years when people used to know things. And now we just yeah, beep, bop, boop. Yeah, you had to read magazines. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I feel like we and start even, every... <laughs> Sorry, go. Because like then you'd have to read the magazine about a movie and then you'd have to find the trailer some other way. You'd have to watch yes. another movie to hope and, and hope to see the trailer that way at yeah. the start of that film. It's fun. Fun days. It's fun days. I feel like me, um, we, we start every episode. Sorry? Bring me back. Take you back. I feel like we start every episode talking about technology that we have now um, in the context of years previous. <laughs> because previously we talked about ye oldie Twitter and now we're like, oh, remember back in, back in the day when we didn't have Google? We had ye oldie Google. Well, that's what happens when you talk about old years, Richard, because technology is the only thing I can think of. I can't remember friends. And even if I brought up my friends from 1998, you're going to go, oh, great. Who's, who's Gucka? 
<laughs> you got no idea who Gawker is. Where's Ross? Where's Chandler? Yeah, where are they? Uh, but let's crack into it. Enough babble. Yes. Uh, we have a selection of great films, in quotation marks, from 1998. These are films that are uh, highly uh, critically praised and audience praised. People love them. Woo, great films. And and then we have a list of stinkers. Um which, you know, deserve as much love as the great films, just in different ways. Uh, they are critically panned and audience uh, potted. I don't know. Um, let's go through the great films to begin with. James, would you let's like to read that. the list of great films? I think I can do that. I can do that. So, where do we start? Probably at the top of this list that I wrote. That's probably good. If I start in the middle, I'll get lost. Is Lost in there? Not a film, not from 1998. Lost, lost the film. Um, yeah, that might have been a good idea. But that's not what this is about. Let's talk about The Thin Red Line to start with, Richard. The Thin Red Line came out in 1998, and it tells the story of a group of men, an army rifle company called C for Charlie, who change, suffer, and ultimately make essential discoveries about themselves during the fierce World War II battle of Guadalcanal. Guadalcanal. I definitely pronounced that correctly. Guadalcanal. Guadalcanal. I um I feel like I watched this once with a friend and found it really long. Yes, that is my only memory of this film. Watching it and going, wow, this is this is pretty pretty heavy. Wonder how much longer it's got to go. And it wasn't even halfway. <laughs> what is it? It's, it says 170 minutes, but then rough cut. It says 215. <laughs> that's pretty. That's a pretty rough cut. That's that's really just not even looking quite long. at it and just going. I'll just cut a bit here, 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 and here. So that's a Terrence Malick film. Um. Starring not Sean Penn. Like it's got everybody. It has a cast of like a million people. It's got Michael Clayton. It, it's got one of the people from Home and Away. I don't think it's Elf Stewart. Yeah, it's got uh, Cries in the Rain, John Cusack, and Made Out of Clay, Michael Clayton. Um, and it's got Mark Boone Jr. What's he oh, yeah. in? I know him. I've seen that face know. before. Oh, he's, in, he's in Memento. It's got, has it got Jim Caviezel? Sure does. Caviezel. Caviezel. Yeah. Yeah. Just put that painting think, up on the Caviezel. I think he's the main character, but then when they were filming it, they didn't know he was going to be the main character. Oh, I think I remember that story. Yeah. Like someone else thought they were going to be the main character and then they saw the film and then they're not. Mm. Good bit of trivia told well there. Uh, that's the Thin Red Line. Um, thin red line. It, uh, Jim Caviezel Next. was Jesus. Just fun fact in Passion of the Christ. Oh, I thought that's not where I thought you were going. Do you think they picked him because his initials were JC? That's that's brilliant. I mean, it was either him or John Cusack. <laughs> Imagine John Cusack as Jesus. That's like the, the worst casting Je- decision. Jessica Chastain as Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Drew Carey. It sounds like Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Your sins don't matter. <laughs> that's uh, yeah. That's what they should do. It'll be like the Spideyverse film, but it's just a whole bunch. Or the Bob Dylan movie where it's all the people playing Bob Dylan, but everyone just playing Jesus, and you can only play Jesus if your initials are JC. Yeah, yeah. I reckon we should we should poach that. Yeah, let's let's start a Kickstarter. Uh, the Truman Show. Is that yes, next? the Truman Show. 29 years ago, a baby boy was adopted by the Omnicam Corporation to become the subject of the most popular television show of all time. His name is Truman Burbank. Really, really big ratings on this one. And Very big. I found out the other day through a trivia quiz or something, um, directed by Peter Weir. Yes. Who directed uh, Picnic at Hanging Rock. Australian link, so anyway, this get that's that's an extra point from me. 
And also, I love this movie, so rightly so, big, big high critic scores and audience scores. Um, I think it's perfect. Jim Carrey in it is great. Everyone in it is great. Laura Linney, um, Ed Harris. As Steve Jobs or whatever. As as Steve Jobs. I think Paul Giamatti is in it as like – as all the movie, as all the roles he played in every movie in the '90s, where he was the get out of there guy, so he was just wearing a headset <laughs> and looking at a screen. Like yeah. that was he was he was stuck in that role. Uh, so this Truman Show, I think that's that's a front runner in my books for our choices. Uh, Saving yes. Private Ryan, back to Saving war. Private Ryan. Yeah, back to back to war. I don't know what happened in 1998. I think maybe it was like that time when it had been a while since the war, and people were like, "Oh, let's think about war again." So I guess it was like everything. Was but following the Normandy landings, there we go. I just stretched that two words into an entire sentence. <laughs> following the Normandy landings, a group of U.S. soldiers go behind enemy lines to retrieve a paratrooper whose brothers have been killed in action. Oh. I watched this recently for the first time. Oh, really? Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It is. It's full on in parts. Yes. Good old good, uh, Spielberg classic. Good Hanks. Um, good Hanks work in that. Yes, good Hanks. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, we've got Dark City up next, but you've you I th- you seemingly marked this one as as an early um, exclusion. Yeah, I, I, it didn't seem loved universally as we would like, but it's about a man who struggles with memories of his past, which includes a wife he cannot remember and a nightmarish world no one else seems to be waking up from. Now, Richard, does this sound a little familiar to you? <laughs> Is he perhaps a cleaner? <laughs> Like I think Oh, I didn't even join the dots. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. I think It's the same film. It, it, it is. I mean, um this came first and I, I like that obviously the people who made Codename the Cleaner watched Dark City and went this, more Skittles. This needs a reboot. <laughs> I love this, but yeah, it needs more pink underwear. <laughs> There's not enough Dutch dancing in this. <laughs> There is in the rough cut of Dark City. Ah, oh, oh it's, yes. It's got an extra 215 minutes of Dutch dancing. Uh, Central Station. I haven't heard of this one before. Do you know much about it? Uh, I don't. It's a Brazilian film. And to be honest, my knowledge of Brazilian cinema is not much, which is probably unfair, but let's be honest, it's not particularly marketed uh, to us here in Melbourne. Uh, but a young boy's mother is killed in front of Rio de Janeiro's central station. Homeless and with nowhere to turn, he is reluctantly befriended by a lonely and cynical woman. Resisting her initial impulse to make a quick profit off the child, she commits to returning him to his father in Brazil's remote northeast. The trip becomes a quest for their own identities, one boy's search for his father and one woman's search for her heart. And... Some very big scores, which mm. which uh, is uh, is impressive, but again, this is because it's it doesn't have such a wide audience as some of these other films do. Um, you don't get people just going on and slandering it for the sake of slandering it. Yeah. So I think I think that does help the score, but it sounds like a amazing film. Um, looking into it. it Made a lot of uh, top lists of the year. Okay, which is, uh, which is something. Doesn't doesn't sound very cheery, but to be honest, none of these films that we've looked at previously, bar maybe the Truman Show, look very cheery. True. So, yeah, I think, <laughs> a I few think, war films in there. <laughs> I think it's rare you see a happy war film. Bit, bit sad. Bit sad. Uh, what's up next? Run, Lola, run. Have you seen this one, Richard? I've seen it many times. In a breathtaking race against the clock, a young woman has 20 minutes to find 100,000 marks or her boyfriend will be killed. Now, I should probably say... <laughs> I know I where you're going. It's, it's, 
<laughs> it's Deutschmarks, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. No, it's not like she just finds like Jesse Eisenberg and is like, ah, I have found you, Mark Zuckerberg. Only 99,999 to go. Um, yes, it is Marks. Yeah, okay, that, that's good. I've, I've only seen it once. I've seen the Simpsons episode that riffs on it more times than I've seen the film. Um, but I do remember it good. It's praised for its soundtrack, which yeah. brought the um, sort of German's electronic sound of 1998 to the masses. Mm. Um, and also it's a bit fun. All right. Which, which is a nice change. Um, up next, we've got Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. Uh, I, this looks like it's not going to meet our criteria of films that are loved across the board. Yeah, I mean, it is audience loved. Um, a botched card game in London triggers four friends, thugs, weed growers, heart gangsters, loan sharks and debt collectors to collide with each other in a series of unexpected events, all for the sake of weed, cash and two antique shotguns. Um is this Guy Ritchie? It is Guy Ritchie, and it sort of brought back the gangster films. Yeah. And started off all of them, uh, which is, I think, a good thing. Um, and, yeah, look, I think it's 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 loved. Um, is it critically acclaimed? I mean, I look, Richard, Richard, I'm going to say it. I prefer Snatch. <sighs> Well, Ooh, not made in 1998, so not on a list. Uh, yeah, while, we, while we're here, maybe we should just quickly go through some of the ones that you've marked as potential exclusions. Um, so we've got The Legend of 1900. Yeah. That's that an interesting sounds, disparity there. Sounds garbage. Yeah. Audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, 92. Critics, 54. Yeah. And... and it's about an epic story of a young man who is born on January 1st, 1900, and thus his name, 1900. He grows up always having lived on an ocean liner, becoming a talented pianist. Okay, well, that's out then. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? Yeah, again, critics hated this movie. Yeah. Writing um, uh, assignment, Lance journalist, Royal Duke, and psychic like Dr. Gonzo in Las Vegas. They decide to make it an ultimate business trip, but before long, business is forgotten, and trip has become the key word. And they do drugs, and it looks great, but it's um, it's a bit of a Johnny Depp passion project. It was on telly last night, actually. Oh, yes. Yeah, on uh, SBS World Movies. Yeah. Um, the Negotiator. In a desperate attempt to prove his innocence, a skilled police negotiator accused of corruption and murder takes hostages in a government office to gain time. He needs to find the truth. When I was writing this, I wanted to do it in Kevin Spacey's voice because he's in it, like in his cool accent, and I forgot. And also, I didn't practice the accent, so it would probably just sound like Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> Which, I mean, I think I'd rather listen to than Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Blade. Blade, um, I haven't seen it. It's about a half vampire, half mortal man becomes a protector of the mortal race while slaying evil vampires. Um, I, not particularly loved by critics or audience by lots of <laughs> how, things. How did it make the list? Uh, <laughs> uh, oops. <laughs> interesting. It is kind of the start of the, um, like, not, not the official Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it's one of the early sort of Marvel comic book characters brought to cinema yeah i think it's the start of wesley snipes tax tax evasion (laughs) (laughs) that's that's what it's the start of have you heard Um, the um the trivia about it's uh i think it's blade three he refused to open his eyes during (laughs) a scene so they cgi'd his eyes open for that particular scene man whatever year blade three came out that's top of the list already yeah yeah (laughs) that's 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 my i'm just gonna see that yeah, and then there's all these shots where they use a body double because he just refused to show up on set. So, uh, doing fantastic. well. Uh, and then the last one of your exclusionaries. Exclusionaries. Uh, is Ronin. Now, a bit unfair for me to uh, exclude this because I do love this movie um, about an international team of former Cold War intelligence adversaries meeting in a warehouse 
uh, and it's their adventure of friendship, intrigue, and betrayal, which has just begun. I screwed up that synopsis, but that's fine. Like the masters, masterless samurai of ages past, these modern-day ronin are embarking on their final covert mission to recover a mysterious briefcase for an unknown employer and to stay alive. Um, yeah, critics didn't really love it. I think it does go a bit long, but it's got a whole bunch of car chases, and I, I get it, and I love it. Is De Niro in this one, or am I thinking of something he, else? He was, and... That cool French man. Jean Renault or something? Jean Renault. From Leon, the professional. From also, Godzilla. actually, he's in one of our bad films down below coming up coming up later. So, dun, dun, dun. so look out for that. Yeah, yeah. That'll the keep Renault people alert. listening. Yeah. <laughs> if you were, if you were just on the edge of your seat about to yeah. just tune out. I might, I might go to sleep now. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> They could mention another actor's name at any moment. Um, cool. All right. Well, that's off the list. Uh, yeah. What does that leave us with? Off the list. That leaves us to uh, another good movie, The Big Lebowski, critically acclaimed, audience acclaimed, even more so over time. I don't mm. think it got a huge big rap when it first came out. It just turned into the giant cult explosion mm. uh, about Jeff, the dude Lebowski, mistaken for a millionaire of the same name, seek restitution for his ruined rug and his bowling buddies to help get it um great movie great can't movie. say a bad word about it so um, um yeah and that's uh coen brothers isn't it that is the coen brothers i always get a little bit confused i think it's like paul thomas anderson because it has um philip seymour hoffman in it yes yeah easy easy mistake to make but that's, you know, that's with me. Um, what else we got there? Pleasantville. Two 1990s teenage siblings find themselves in a 1950s sitcom where their influence begins to profoundly change that complacent world. Uh, have you seen this, Richard? Yeah, it used to be on telly a lot, I think. Mm. So I feel like I've seen it a few times, but not for like 15, 20 years or something. It, it tackles a lot of themes very subtly. And you're just like, oh, ah, I know, I know what you're saying here, but you're not actually saying that. Mm. It's, it's clever like that, and it, it, the the effects are pretty amazing. Like they made, yeah, the work that went into doing and white it, and in color. Didn't they actually? I might sound stupid now, but didn't they actually use a lot of like makeup to? Yes. Do these effects in places and like, yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, American History X. I remember this being awful and not in a like bad quality way, as in like the content is awful. See, I mean, based on the synopsis, I reckon I'm surprised this isn't made by Pixar. Uh, a former <laughs> neo-Nazi skinhead tries to prevent his younger brother from going down the same wrong path that he did. To be honest, that's just Toy Story one, isn't it? <laughs> when uh, when this came out. I thought it was American History 10. <laughs> you, were, you were looking for one through nine. I'm like, I'm not going to see that. I haven't seen the first nine. That's right. Um, all I remember is the first scene of this film. I'm not going to spoil it for anyone uh, if you haven't seen it in the last 22 years. But uh, it's, yeah. it's full on. Um, happiness, speaking of full on films. Now, this I haven't seen. I've always been interested. I always, I always saw it in 1998 when I was in year eight. I was in the, the movie section of Blockbuster. The movie section of Blockbuster as opposed to the car section of Blockbuster. <laughs> um, I saw this. I'm like, happiness. That looks all right because it had like a cartoon cover. Yeah. And it's about happiness. I'm like, this is a movie I'd be into. Is that um, is it a Mike Judge thing? or? No, it looks like it because I yeah. also thought that as well. I'm like, yep, this is by the guy who did Beavis and Butthead. This is going to be the best. Yeah. Um, no, but it's about the lives of several individuals intertwine as they go about their lives in their own unique ways, engaging in the act society as a whole might find disturbing in a desperate search for human connection. Now, I only know this through reputation. I haven't actually seen it, mm. but correct me if I'm wrong, happiness it's not a feeling that you have watching it. I, I mean, I haven't seen it either. I know the, okay. I know it's reputation and I've heard of some of the scenes that I won't repeat here. Uh, but yes, I think happiness might be a bit of a, a misnomer um, mm. for this one. 
Uh, that leaves us with two uh, two films. Yeah, two two more to go. We got uh, Pi, or it might be P. I think it's Pi. <laughs> Max Cohen, a mathematician and computer genius, finds himself persuaded by Wall Street traders and a Hasidic cabal in this award-winning film. Uh, it's Darren Aronofsky uh, made this one. Um, it's a uh, it's very uh, first film by a director looking. Um, it's got a lot going on. Uh, I remember being quite confusing, um, but I think I did watch it close to 1998 when I was young, and it might have even been before we did Pi in school. So I'm like, what? what is this? I legit thought this was about pies. And they spelled it wrong. <laughs> they spelled it wrong. This is all wrong. This is I hate this movie. I'm not going to watch it for another 22 years. I opened the case and there was no pie inside. I'm so upset. That's it. Just some taking Take it back to that car yard blockbuster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they should sell Lego. Anyway, um... They shouldn't sell anything because they don't exist anymore, right? There's one in Alaska, I believe. I thought the first, the last one just closed, but no, no, no. It's now an Airbnb. It's a that's right. Yes, Airbnb, and you can like book for an hour or something. And I'm like, that's strange. What am I going to do in a hotel for just an hour? Well, I guess like they're expecting people <laughs> to book it and watch a film in it, or just just half a film. But, like, the experience of going to Blockbuster wasn't watching the film in Blockbuster. Oh, uh, I spent... When they had the movies playing on the TV, I reckon I just, oh, yeah. just had a bit of a sit-down. Hey, bring over some of that popcorn. <laughs> oh, look, there's the new trailer for the new Kevin Smith film. You know what? Oh. When, when Blockbuster started diversifying and sold CDs, I bought a lot of CDs from Blockbuster. Hmm. That's an interesting fact. My, Which um... I might even go back into... A bit, a bit later on in this in this chat. Oh, I was um, I was more into video busters myself. Do you have a video busters? It was like all pink, all pink branding. I, I remember um, my um, a friend of mine returned one of my Super Nintendo games to the video busters, thinking it was a video busters thing, <laughs> and I had to like call them up and be like, ah, that's my Super International no. Cricket. <laughs> This belongs to video busters now. <laughs> this belongs in a museum. Um, why, why was... Uh, hold on, hold on. Just stop for a sec. Why was so much of, like, hiring movies about busting things? It was actually... Movie hire was actually a low-level crime back then. You know how we all look down on, like, video pirating? Well, this was just, like, a little lower than that. And so you could get busted at any moment. They'll be like, did you make that film? And you're like, yes, I'm Darren Aronofsky, obviously. I don't know how to spell pie. Um, <laughs> so, so let's, uh, shall we Shall we remove a few movies here? Uh, hold on, there's one more that I haven't gone through. Ah. Stop, 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 stop getting ahead of yourself. Rushmore, Rushmore. Ah. <laughs> well, I'm trying to. <laughs> <laughs> uh Rushmore about Max Fisher, a 10th grade scholarship student at Rushmore Academy, falls in love with Rosemary Cross, a widowed elementary school teacher, but his friendship with Herman Bloom, an unhappy wealthy industrialist, suffers when Bloom falls for Miss Cross as well. Wes Anderson looks very nice. Yeah, it's a good film. This is like, that's like, I'm pretty sure that's like Wes Anderson's sort of first um, film of that Wes Anderson style. I think Bottle yeah. Rocket was before that one. And Bottle yeah, Rocket wasn't quite like the kind of, you know, symmetrical framed style that we know him well uh, know him so well for now. Um and also it's like the start of Jason Jason Schwartzman being Jason Schwartzman. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah. Good film. Um Okay. Uh what I can't what I can't help but notice missing from our list is something we touched on in an early in an earlier episode. Um, being uh, Shakespeare in Love. Yep. I don't think that was, you know, I don't want this podcast to turn into what it could turn into. So let's not just discuss Shakespeare in Love. That's my, my thoughts <laughs> on it. It's, it's all politics, Richard. It's, it's, I didn't realize that Shakespeare in Love was like a trigger for you. 
<laughs> I, absolutely. Richard, is. I told you not to bring up Shakespeare in love. It, it ruined the sanctity of the Oscars. <laughs> um, yuck. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I don't think anyone looks back at that I, film. And goes, I just wanted yep, to acknowledge its um, absence from the list uh, and confirming that it is absent from the list as we are not including it in the list. The end. <laughs> <laughs> we are not watching Shakespeare in Love. We are not watching Shakespeare in Anger. We are not watching Shakespeare in any emotion. Shakespeare no Shakespeare, all right? Uh, Shakespeare in Happiness. <laughs> don't want to see that one. No, not a fan. Uh, Shakespeare in Pie, might consider it. Uh, okay, cool. Give me... Uh, I've, already cr- I've already crossed out the thin red line. I just, I just don't want to watch it. <laughs> I don't want to watch a war movie. <laughs> Yeah, all right. Well, are we getting rid of Saving Private, Saving Private Ryan then as well? Yeah, yep, get rid of that. And um, I don't particularly want to watch American History 10. Great. And I don't particularly want to watch Happiness. I think at some stage, but maybe not in stage four restricted lockdown coronavirus land Melbourne. Um, I think I need a more resilient life around me <laughs> to support me through that film. <laughs> That's right. Something we need a movie that's Pleasantville. Like a bit, bit, of a, a bit of a hug. <laughs> how could how could Pleasantville and Happiness be such like opposite films? Yeah. <laughs> uh, run, Lola, run. Yeah, look, I'm not I'm not anti Run, Lola, run. Okay. Um, uh, and it does have some very scores mm. it's got uh, to join us back to born identity it's got franca patenta who was um the yes. love interest from the first film yes um all right i think i think pie i don't know about you but i i think pie can go it's um it's it should stay as a food yeah it's my thoughts on it should stay food. in its lane <laughs> <laughs> Stay in your lane, pie. <laughs> trying to do too much. Uh, yeah, look, I, I, I still like, I still like the Truman Show. I'd like to keep that in contention. Yep. Um, look, Central Station seems like something I'd like to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does seem a bit, a bit much for what is a happy, joyous podcast such as this, but okay. that, that, that is just my opinion. Um, I, I am, am attracted to, to Central Station because it's, uh, because I haven't heard of it before, actually, is the main yeah. thing. Um, but I am happy to lose it if, if that progresses the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, look, I don't think there needs to be more podcasts talking about the Big Lebowski as much as I like it. Oh, okay. Um, All right. Off. Yeah, it's off. Yeah, take, um, take it off. Okay. If you had to choose between Pleasantville and Rushmore. Um, ooh, I've seen Pleasantville more than I've seen Rushmore. Okay. There's a, uh, there's a new Wes Anderson film coming out, isn't there? Quite there was. I, I think it might have gotten... COVID delayed. Oh. I think. Uh, but it looked pretty good. Mm. Well, but of course, it's, it's got like Saoirse and Timothy Chalamet because every film does now. Um, I think uh, I think we lose Pleasantville. Okay. Lose it. Okay. That leaves us with four films. The Truman Show, Central Station, Run, Lola, Run, and Rushmore. Should we go to the bad films? And then, and then go and back then circle and decide. Back. All right, yeah. let's do that. All right, we'll be back in a moment after these messages from our sponsors, we definitely have. Video busters should diversify and become gift busters. Gift busters? Gift busters. And they just sell gifts. Like the, the animated GIF. Yeah. Welcome back to That's Popcorn. Uh, we're going to go look at the... Not as good films. I think you can say bad. <laughs> bad film. You can Duh. say bad films. Um, was that a Billie Eilish? <laughs> 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 
um, cool. I'm I'm just gonna shoot through our list real quick and then shoot. come back. So in our bad movie list, we have the Avengers, Slappy and the Stinkers, Tarzan and the Lost City. I still know what you did last summer. Uh, Species Two, A Night at the Roxbury. I think I wrote Roxbury. <laughs> <laughs> but I think a night with Richard Roxburgh. <laughs> yeah. Firestorm, Holy Man, Sphere, Hush, Chairman of the Board, Phantoms, Godzilla, My Giant, Major League, Back to the Miners, The Odd Couple 2, Ringmaster, Lost in Space, and Fatal Deviation. Let's start off with The Avengers, 1998. Not to be confused with um, um, Iron Man, Tony, Stanza, Dark, whatever. Tony Stanza. <laughs> Not to be confused with the Marvel Avengers um, that everyone knows well. Yes. This is a this is a film from 1998 starring uh, Uma Thurman and Sean Connery. And I want to say like someone like Ethan Hawke or something. Let's see. No. Ralph, no, Ray, Ray, Fiennes? Ray Fiennes. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. It's a British TV spy film or based off a British TV spy series. Yeah, and, and that's why in the UK, the Avengers films, the new ones, are called Avengers Assemble. Are they really? Yep. Oh. I think... <laughs> 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 I might have made up that fact, but I, I, feel I like don't think this, I did. I feel like in this podcast, I'm going to spend a lot of time fact-checking and putting in big red letters across <laughs> what, what the actual case is. Yeah, Just for the record, is, episode one, we talked about the Titanic being from every year except 1997, which it was. So This is an, it's a new audience game that we're making where mm. you, have, you have to drink every time I say something that's complete pap. Yep. It's the, uh, it's the pap test note. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the Avengers, look, I, I think it looks like a bit of fun. It's um, got Uber. It's got Uma. Can't go, can't go wrong with Uma. She's never been in a bad film. And this is before Kill Bill. <laughs> um, then we've got Slappy and the Stinkers. Morgan Brinway is a snooty principal whose biggest problem is five feisty kids nicknamed the Stinkers. When the Stinkers find a sea lion, Slappy, they install him in Brinway's hot tub. They install him? In... <laughs> it must be on a computer chip. Um, the Stinkers attempt to rescue Slappy as groundskeeper Roy and animal thief Broccoli, not broccoli, unless it is oh. typoed in the synopsis. I'm not sure. Have their own plans for him. Oh, dear. so I think this is a bit of a kids' film. This one. The, the interesting thing about this one is that the the critic score is zero, but the audience score is sixty one. Wow. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that must be. I think it's a kids' thing. Interesting fact: when the UK found out that they couldn't call the new Avengers films the Avengers. The original other option was going to be Slappy and the Stinkers. <laughs> Which one's Slappy? And then, and then they're like, oh, that's into... already taken as well. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> we even renamed, we redubbed everything. So they say slapped in America. It's, <laughs> we have to go back. This is why all these reshoots happen all the time. That's, yeah, that's it. Um, Continuing the uh, the role of uh, and the uh, films, we've got Tarzan and the Lost City. Critics, six. Audience, 22. IMDb, four. Metacritic, non-existent. Uh, mm. Edgar Rice Burroughs' famed Jungle Lord. <laughs> Sounds like a <laughs> description of like a nightclub or something. Yeah. <laughs> Tarzan. I, I saw a famed Jungle Lord at Meredith last year. Sick. <laughs> Tarzan. By, uh, by, played by Casper Van Dien is introduced to the civilized world but he returns to Africa with Jane played by Jane <laughs> to save his homeland <laughs> from evil mercenaries um, yeah look I, I don't know that's Tarzan hey and that's yep. Tarzan um, <laughs> yep I don't think there's uh, much to say about that uh, I still know what you did last summer is the sequel to I know what you did last summer Julie James hasn't been the same since last summer Still harboring guilt over her role in the death of fisherman Ben Willis. Her college grades have slipped and her relationship with high school sweetheart Ray Bronson is on the rocks. After being turned down by Ray, Julie invites a classmate to join her when her best friend Carla Wilson wins an all-expense paid trip for four to the Bahamas. Hey. The moment they hit the picturesque island, havoc ensues. Their romantic getaway turns into a vacation of moida and mayhem. 
that soon has Julie and her friends running for their lives. Oh, dear. Yeah, look, part of me wants to say, because it's a sequel, no, but then the next one on our list is Species 2, <laughs> which is the sequel, obviously, to Species. Um, yeah. Thoughts about these? No thoughts. No thoughts? thoughts. Yeah, I didn't think we, so. Yeah, we, we could bundle these two sequels together as sequels that probably didn't need to happen. Yeah. Um, Species 2 has James Cromwell. Uh, what? Yeah. Um, which is fun because 1998 was also the year that Babe Pig, uh, Babe, Babe or Babe Pig in the City? Is Babe Pig in film? the City came out in 98. Okay. It was Babe. I believe actually. Anyway, ooh, James Cromwell, Cromwell is in Babe of one of them at least. So. Farmer Hoggett is in Species 2. <laughs> and um, I wonder if in, <laughs> no, that's a dumb joke. Never mind. Do it. I can edit it out. Uh, I was going to say, if there's any moment in Babe when there's a bit of cross-promotion, it goes, pigs are species too. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's staying in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now we have Knight of the Richard Roxburgh. Um, This is is interesting because it feels... I feel like it killed the career of Chris Kattan, but did not kill the career of Will Ferrell. <laughs> like, no. How? Um, anyway, critics, 11. Audience, 69. Um, <laughs> yeah, people love this. I've never seen it, but everyone's like, oh my God, you haven't seen it. You have to see it. I know yeah. that I'm going to see it and go, it's all right. Everyone's seen the gif, I think, of them in the car. Is that from the film? Or is that from, I'm going to put it over the top. Of this, <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> I, edit I, this. I, I I don't know the gif you're talking about, to be honest. I gotta do the head right. I can't do it okay. anyway. <laughs> it's great for the audio version of this. Um, yeah, there's a gif of them like dancing in a car or something, but I'm not sure if it's from the film or if it's from like an SNL sketch. Okay. Uh, then we've got Firestorm. This Chris Thesoth, <laughs> far out. Is this like a addiction <laughs> test? This Chris Soft screenplay <laughs> is directed by Dean Semler, the Oscar-winning Dances with the Wolf cinematographer who also did cinematography for Waterworld and The Last Action Hero. That is the worst sentence I've wow. ever had to say. <laughs> oh yeah, my God. you probably just cut it off before you say Last Action Hero. Like, great movie, but no one says, man, cinematography and Last Action Hero. Walter Bene. <laughs> Also, Waterworld, there's a film that... When did that come out? I hope that's in one of our lists at some point. Um, the film's action is Howie Long, in brackets, Broken Arrow. Wait, is Broken Arrow the actor's name? <laughs> Howie Fox, Long played by Broken Arrow. Fox Sports commentator and former NFL star. What is oh, happening? Okay. This is written like <laughs> really poorly. Wyoming firefighter Jesse Graves, in brackets, Long... Didn't ask. <laughs> Leads a team of smoke jumpers who parachute into uh who parachute into forest fires inside a penitentiary penitentiary. Why why are we there now? Killer Earl Shay William Forsyth devises an escape plan in order to recover a hidden $37 million. He murders what? a fellow inmate and takes his place in a group of convicts headed out to fight a forest fire. Okay, we're linking it back. Here we go. Okay. They make an escape, pose as visiting Canadian firefighters and are ready to look for the loot when retired firefighter Wint, uh, played by Scott Glenn, discovers the escape. Shay's group rescues trapped ornithologist Jennifer, <laughs> Susie Amos, or Titanic's Lizzie Calvert. Uh, Jennifer, uh, what? Oh, that's the end of the sentence. <laughs> Jesse <laughs> parachutes in, but time is running out since the original fire and the backfire will soon combine to create a firestorm. There we go. Oh, there Filmed we go. on location in British Columbia with fire enhancement, special effects by Chris Corbolt, not to be confused with Firestorm 2024 AD or Firestorm 72 Hours in Oakland. That was seen a that. journey. I have seen that second one. Firestorm yeah, 72 Hours in Oakland. Yes. And there's it's... an amazing scene where a guy rides over a bushfire on a motorbike. Oh, I hope there's I hope there's something as amazing in Firestorm. Just yeah. Firestorm. I, I, that was, there's a lot going on. <laughs> uh, great. So then we have Holy Man. 
in this sharp-edged, high-octane comedic look at life, love, and television home shopping, Murphy, as in Eddie, is an inspirational televangelist who hilariously proves his message. Well, I'll be the judge of that. Uh, that in today's world, shopping by television can be a religious experience. Um, only Eddie could so completely become this over-the-top marketing genius who takes a home shopping broadcasting company and the country by storm, by firestorm. Um, I feel like that's going to be like a really sort of slapstick type comedy. It's, I've, I've seen it and it goes a lot deeper than you'd expect. It's got Jeff oh, really? Goldblum in it. Oh, okay. Um, but um, it also really just takes advantage of people that are different. Oh, uh, you believe oh. in something that's different than me. You're crazy. Right. Yeah, I don't think it's aged very well. Okay. Well, I was going to say we'll take it off anyway because we kind of watched a bit of a slapsticky comedy type thing with this Codename the Cleaner. And um, yeah. I feel like we should mix it up this time. Um, we've got Sphere up next, uh, based on the Michael Crichton book of the same name. I remember watching this, being disappointed because I found the book quite genuinely terrifying. Um, it's got what's his name, Dustin, Dustin Hoffman, Hoffman. and um, I want to say Samuel Jackson. You can say it. Oh wait, no, it's Shia LaBeouf. No. Um, <laughs> Sharon Stone? Yeah, Samuel Jackson and Sharon Stone. I always get it confused with Event Horizon, which has oh. Lawrence Fishburne and uh, Sam Neill. Sam Neill. Um, and they are kind of similar films, except Sphere is set at the bottom of the ocean and Event Horizon is set in space. Couldn't be more different, Richard. <laughs> I mean, you can float and, in both and, and yeah, you can not cool. breathe in both as well. Yeah. So it, shut your pie hole. <laughs> With one no e, <laughs> um, yeah. So that's sphere. And inside is a threatening, glowing sphere that sends email messages such as "I will kill you all." Wait, is that real? <laughs> it's in the synopsis. <laughs> Evidence suggests that this craft comes from the future. And inside is a threatening, glowing sphere that sends email messages such as "I will kill you all." So clearly, the future is like, you know, 2018, <laughs> and it's some teenager with a Twitter account. <laughs> That's great. Yo, yo, mum's a hoe. That's... <laughs> it's like all QAnon-based crap. Um, don't come at me. Hush uh, is the next film. Yeah. Jonathan Hush Darby about. made his directorial debut with this thriller set in Kentucky but films in Orange County VA don't get confused uh, Jackson Baring, Jonathan Shach wants his girlfriend Helen Gwyneth Paltrow to meet uh. his mother Martha Jessica Lang Ugh. so he brings her home for Christmas to kill to, to kill Renan their sumptuous Kentucky estate and horse farm later after Helen gets pregnant they marry and return to kill Renan to have the baby but Martha aggressively intrudes and manipulates, telling obstetrician Dr. Hill, Hal Holbrook, how to deal with the birth and forbidding Helen from seeing Jackson's invalid granny, Alice Nina Foch. After learning some of Martha's past history from Alice, Helen soon decides she must make an escape from her demented mother-in-law. <laughs> Even the synopsis is aged. <laughs> All right. Uh, then we have Chairman of the Board. I'll just tell you that Chairman of the Board is about... Um, uh, a surfer who uh, does a good deed for a rich an entrepreneur um, and then the businessman writes him into his will and it's played by a carrot top. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Adaptation of a Dean Koontz novel takes place in the small mountain ski resort of Snowfield where 150 dead are discovered. Another 350 are missing. A doctor, Joanna Going, finds that evil incarnate is behind the tragedy and has also got... Ben Affleck. I was going to say, this has got the Baffleck. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, um, Godzilla is the next yes. one. Yes. I remember loving this film when it came I out. I loved it. I bought the soundtrack from Blockbuster. Of course. It's yeah. like the best soundtrack ever. It's got it Silverchair. It's got Jamiroquai. It's got, it's got Fuzzbubble. It does have Fuzzbubble. Are you out there? Uh, from Green Day, Jamiroquai. Uh, Green Day. It's but it's it's 
Brainstorm, is it? Is that the name of the... It is Brainstorm, yep. But they've added um, Godzilla, Godzilla sounds. Effects, yeah. Dun it. Dun it. Dun it. Brilliant. It's so brilliant. Puff Daddy with... Uh, um, Jimmy Page. Yeah, Zeppelin in the background. Um, yeah, good soundtrack. Ben Folds. <laughs> ben Folds. Really? Maybe Ben oh. Folds 5. Yep, um, with a song called... <laughs> Only Get Married Once? No, I don't remember. <laughs> it's definitely not called that. Uh, no, can't remember what it's called, but it's definitely Ben Fold's song on there. Yeah. And yeah, and Silver Chair with Untitled. Did you already say that? Yes. Um, uh, and actor in this film, Jean Renault <laughs> from, <Yes. laughs> from Ronin. <laughs> Yes. Full circle. And I hope you guys have that have been waiting until that moment. <laughs> you can go to sleep now. You can go to sleep now. Um, yeah, look, it's a terrible film, though. Uh, Hank Azaria is in it as well, mm-hmm. In, mm-hmm. A, in a rare non-Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Back when he was allowed to be Apu. I don't think he was allowed. That's true. Back when he was happy to be Apu. I, I just don't think he seeked permission. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. Um... Yeah, look, Godzilla, I remember I saw it at the cinema with my dad and brother and we were the only people in the entire cinema <laughs> watching wow. it. Um, I remember I had the Godzilla Chopper Chop thing. So it's like a it's like a Godzilla, like the top of a Godzilla and then like you stick a Chopper Chop in the top and it rotates it. <laughs> like the actual Godzilla. Like the actual, yeah, because yeah, that's yeah. in his Chopper Chop hole. point in the film. Yeah. Um, it's like, you know how Skittles were encoded in the cleaner. It's just Chopper Chops everywhere. <laughs> Uh, I also had a pen where the the tail, like it was just a whole Godzilla and then the tail was the pen lid thing, tip. But that was really hard to use because I don't know, like Godzilla is not exactly pen shaped. Um, <laughs> so that's, that's a shame. Yeah. Yeah. They probably should have, like with the Anaconda pens, when that movie came out, that's where they should have put the pen money. Yep. Sausage well, party. pen shaped. Sausage party pen. Yep. Uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> <laughs> uh yep yeah mm. the worst derwents it's the worst derwent box set <laughs> <laughs> the 50 shades of gray it's a bag derwent. of dicks um <laughs> all right and then we've got my giant which just i, I don't know it looks read read me what is it about <sighs> here we go third rate talent agent sammy kanan played by billy crystal is more devoted to his career than his wife serena played by Kathleen. Kathleen Quinlan and son Nick played by Zane Carney. So instead of going to Nick's birthday party, he chooses to travel to Romania where his teen client, Justin Allen, Ryder Strong is acting in a period adventure movie. When Sammy's auto swerves off the road, can you just say car like a normal person? Uh, He wakes up (laughs) in a monastery having been removed from the wreckage by sensitive Shakespeare quoting seven foot seven tall giant Max played by pro basketball player, George Mudosan a ward of the monks who works as a monastery caretaker. Sammy sees Max as his ticket to the top, gets him a warrior role in the adventure movie and takes him back to the US where Max hopes to win back a long ago girlfriend, Liliana, played by Joanna Pacula, living in Gallup, New Mexico. Oh my God, the sentences just never finish when you want them to. Sammy and Max head for Vegas where actor Steven Seagal as himself is shooting a film with a villain role played uh, perfect for Max. When Sammy contacts Liliana, she expresses disinterest in Max, forcing Sammy to seek a solution that can bring the two together. Uh-huh. My giant. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm glad. I like yeah. that Steven Seagal is playing himself for once. <laughs> yeah. Major League, back to the minors. Uh, this is the third installment of the Major League series, so I'm just going to say no. Uh, Neil Simon's The Odd Couple 2. This is the sequel to The Odd Couple, so I'm just going to say no. <laughs> Ringmaster, I forgot to get details for. <laughs> really? There's nothing there. All right, have a guess what it's about. I think it's a horror movie. You have a guess, and I'll look it up. All right, I reckon it's a horror movie about a spirit in a circus that's going to come back and make the descendants of the circus folk come back and join his hellish circus. 
So circus place. horror movie is is what you're going for. Circus horror movie. All right, let's have a look. Uh, after the the success of Shock Jock Howard Stern's Private Parts, Shock what? TV host Jerry Springer has made his own foray into celluloid, fictionalizing <laughs> only the name of his television show. What is normally called the Jerry Springer Show is now called the Jerry Show. Springer plays himself as a man who fronts a chair-throwing dog and pony trash TV strip, which gets high ratings in the backwoods armpit communities of America. That's a great. That's a great description. <laughs> backwoods armpit communities of America. Um, the story resolves. Sorry, the story revolves around two sets of guests coming to Los Angeles to be on the show. First, the Zorzak family has slutty 19-year-old Angel, played by Jamie Presley. It says slutty in the synopsis. Uh, sleeping with her stepdad, Michael Dudikoff, when her mom, Molly Hagen, finds out. She seeks revenge by sleeping with Angel's fiancé, Willie, Ashley Holbrook. The second group consists of starletter Wendy Raquel Robinson, who caught her man, Demond, Michael Jai White, sleeping with her best friend, Vonda, Tangi Ambrose. This makes all of them perfect for stardom on The Jerry Show, as all these guests arrive for their big day on national television. More chaos ensues with Jerry, oh, sorry, with Springer getting propositioned by Angel and her mother. Even crew members show their stripes by getting involved in the sexual escapades with the guests. The whole scenario is finally brought to a knockdown, gender bending finale live on national television, right where it belongs. Wow. <laughs> Tell you where it doesn't belong, anywhere near my eyes. <laughs> that looks like the the worst. That's I just, prefer my film. I'd rather watch um, American History X. Uh, <laughs> all right, so Ringmaster's out. Um, leaves two films, one of which I think we're just going to have to remove because it's probably not bad enough, but Lost in Space. Did you ever see Lost in Space? I With, did. Um, I saw it at the movies. William Hurt and... Uh, Gary Oldman. Joey. Joey from Friends. And Joey from Friends. Um, yeah, I remember the Apollo 440 remix of the soundtrack was a banging. Ah. Absolutely banging. Escapades include a horde of TV spiders. Oh. <laughs> That's the end of the synopsis. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, for all you arachnophobes out there, um, yeah, look, uh, no, nah, that's off. And then finally, this one I'm I'm kind of like in love with a little bit. It's called Fatal Deviation. It's not on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it's only on IMDb. Um, a young Kenpo karate martial artist returns home after 10 years in reform school on a quest, a quest to find out who murdered his father. He is befriended by an old monk and a local Irish beauty. His search takes him to the prestigious Bieltain martial arts tournament together with his past the good guy is drawn into conflict with the local drug baron and his son and the conflict makes the young man face his father's death in a way he could never have imagined the action is explosive the fight scenes are dynamic and the story will tug at your heartstrings um this is an incredibly low budget irish kung fu film i can't argue that's that's it that's just it's on youtube my top um even if we don't pick it i think i might end up watching it anyway uh it 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 looks brilliant and like some of the reviews on IMDb, like, are naturally terrible, but then some are just so positive. It's just, <laughs> they're like, this is the best I, film ever. He's a little bit of um, Bruce Lee and a little bit of Jackie Chan. And I've watched some of the scenes and I'm like, he's neither. <laughs> but, you know. I, I, I'm, I'm so keen on that. Like, yeah. Um, I, I also love that it's called Fatal Deviation. Maybe it was to, like, get all the people that were trying to hire Final Destination. And they're like, Dad, can we're having a video night. Can you get us Final Destination? And he comes back with Fatal Deviation. Yeah. Just, just only an island. The entire generation of children. Hello, son. I've got your Fatal Deviation. <laughs> it's a Kung Fu movie, right? Ah, <laughs> oh, that just sounds terrific. All right. Uh, all right. I'm going to put up a few for us to, to cancel out immediately. Yep. Um, I'm going to say Species 2. And yep. I still know what you did last summer. Out. Uh, I'm going to say Godzilla. Yeah. And Holy Man. Yep, get rid of that. Um, get rid of Sphere because I don't remember Sphere being that hated. Yep, all right. I think people wanted to like it more yeah. than 
was possible. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, we've got the Avengers, Tarzan, Lost City, and Night of the Roxborough, Roxbury. <laughs> God damn it. Um, <laughs> Firestorm. I kind of want to watch Firestorm. Just <laughs> yeah, that's it. I mean, the synopsis itself kind of did give away quite a lot, um, but that hasn't distracted me at all. And also, I do love fire effects. That, that's going to make me sound like a pyro in it. That's. <laughs> and look seeing that i've seen firestorm 72 hours in oakland um it's it is fitting yeah the persona we're building for you on this podcast is i love titanic and i love fires uh so it's like oh natural disaster and just general disaster hey look that's what's on my tinder bio so and there we go um do you want to if i send you the trailer for firestorm do you want to quickly watch that and then come back and thoughts? No, no, I'm going in. I'm going in blind. Look, I, I, I'm happy with Firestorm if if you're keen on it. Um, look, let's just leave it on for the moment. Let's get rid of A Night at the Roxbury. Yep. Uh, let's get rid of Chairman of the Board. Yep, that sounded trash. Get rid of Phantoms because I don't care about it. Tarzan out. Yeah. <clears throat> um, uh, the Avengers. Hush just sounded confusing. Yeah. Um, the Avengers. Yeah, I, I, I have. I don't think it's bad enough because it's got good actors. Okay. Uh, that leaves Firestorm, My Giant, and Fatal Deviation. I think we get rid of My Giant. I think so. I think it's going to be between Firestorm and Fatal Deviation. Ooh. Which Which of those would pair nicely with one of these good films? Let's have a look. Let's go back to the good films after this break. Welcome back. Uh, let's we've 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 nailed it down to Firestorm and Fatal Deviation for our bad films. Um, and James, now we need to match it to a good film. We've got The Truman Show, Central Station, Run Lola Run, and Rushmore. Now I cannot possibly find anything that would be able to link between the two. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess if you're in a firestorm, you might have to rush more. Um, you might James- also. Run Lola. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Good. Stole, stole, snuck in there yep. at the last minute and just went, oh, that's my joke. <laughs> Taking that one. Uh, uh, if if you're in a firestorm, you might need to go to the, the central station. <laughs> Firestorm. I don't know. Yeah, although if you get on, if you're on a train and it's real late at night and you get on the wrong connecting line... You might end up at Central Station after a fatal deviation. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yep. That, that was a journey. Okay. I think so. Clearly, the names aren't going to help us. Uh, no. Hmm. I think uh, uh, let's let's get rid of Central Station. Okay. And I think let's get rid of Lola. Okay. So we've got Truman Show and Rushmore, and then Firestorm and Fatal Deviation. All right, you flip a coin for a bad movie. Who has coins? Who has coins? I haven't touched a coin in six months. (laughs) Flip coin generator. (laughs) Flip a barcode from an eraser. Oh, oh wait, who are you flipping for? I'm I'm doing great film. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do bad film, and I'm going to say that... Fatal Deviation is Heads. Yeah, I got Rushmore as Heads. Yep. Tails. <gasps> we are watching The Truman Show and Fatal Deviation. I am very happy with this. <laughs> this right. is going to be an excellent week. Fantastic. All right, so that's 1998, Fatal Deviation and Rushmore. No. no, sorry, Truman Show. Oh my god, take again. <laughs> Far out. Okay, well, so that's 1998, uh, The Truman Show and Fatal Deviation. Is that right? Is that, that is right? correct. That is I'm gonna, I'm gonna, watching. I'm going to cross out the other ones because <laughs> I am bad. Because you will 100% rush, watch the wrong one. I will rush the wrong one. I will shush the scotch gun. All right, cool. So that's 1998. Um, 
The Truman Show with Jim Carrey and Fatal Deviation with uh, that guy. Famous people. Famous man. Um, let's do let's do a number generator for our next year. Oh yes. Um, a minimum of let's go nineteen. What do you reckon? Seventy-five. Yeah. That what we did last time. Yeah, let's do seventy-five. And let's just go. Let's go twenty-nineteen. Yeah. Hey. All right. Nineteen eighty-one. Ooh. Before we anything before for both of us. We have nothing for 1981, so we were going to have to do some research there. That's going to be exciting. What do you know about 1981? Not a lot. Not a lot. I think um, Shane Warne and Mark Warne <laughs> got caught getting money from an Indian bookmaker. Um, no, yeah, I don't know a lot about 1981, so we're going to have to do, do some research there. But before then, we're going to watch... The Truman Show and Fatal Deviation. So watch it with us. Watch it. Fatal It'll Deviation is on YouTube, and I'm sure you can find The Truman Show somewhere. Oh, are we watching a YouTube film? This is going to be great. It's going to be great. YouTube uh, Busters. Going to head down to YouTube Busters. <laughs> tube, tube Busters. Um, this, uh, this episode of That's Popcorn was clearly brought to you by Video Busters. What are you... What are you nodding at? I really dislike the idea of tube busters. Tube. <laughs> um. <laughs> Good. I feel like this, I'm going to have to edit a lot of this episode. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, thanks for listening. Give us a, a like and a comment and a subscribe and a rating on iTunes. Um, use our code. Uh, that's popcorn at it will do nothing um, and I'm even going to bleed out the website I just said then because I don't want to give them free advertising uh, go okay. to um, go to make a website uh, <laughs> go, be, go buy make, underwear from make uh, Gifbusters the website make Gifbusters a real thing uh, kickstarter.com Gifbusters you heard it here first and you'll see it there second I've been rich I have been, James. Uh, and that's popcorn. Uh... <laughs>